0: Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning.
0: We are post-Super Bowl weekend.
1: Yes. Yes, we are. No more football for seven months. Can you take it?
0: You had to start with that.
1: <laughs> Taylor's boyfriend's
2: not going to have to do it himself for a little while.
0: Okay, see.
1: He's got plenty of time now.
0: Are we? I refuse to talk about that situation on this podcast. <laughs> I get enough from every type of news outlet about it, regarding, including the sports news, which would be about sports, but it's not.
1: Isn't that crazy?
2: I've got... I was I was debating even admitting to this uh, to you off-air. but uh, um, <laughs> You're going to put it out there. We're going to talk a, about
0: your T-Swiss shirt you're wearing?
2: No. Um, <laughs> the fact that I didn't watch the game. And so usually, like, if I miss a game, I'll Google highlights of the game just to, sound, you know, make it, okay, well, at least I, I know a little bit of what happened. Every single site that I went to that wasn't a YouTube video, um the only pictures and things that they would talk about were either Swift or Kelsey's interview. And it's like, you know, I want to I want to hear about the game. Like I now, I, you know, do I have to watch a replay of the game to see what happened? The game's secondary. Yeah, clearly.
0: Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah, I uh sounds like it. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth. Did you watch it, Wilson?
1: We yes. Yeah, we had several people over as always.
0: So I go back and forth. Uh, I love Purdy. I think he's a great guy. Uh Um, You know, but I look at as they're driving and knowing how Mahomes is a person that, you know, with a minute and a half to two minutes left, I mean, that's where he's comfortable. He can move down the field. He's confident. And I know they went for the field goal try to tie it or at least to get some points on the board but I don't know I, I just feel like that last that third down call by the end zone for the 49ers like was that your best play you could have rolled out yeah.
2: yeah yeah
0: I mean you know you know they're gonna blitz you they brought the heat yeah it came pretty hard so you know do a screen real quick or do something but I yeah the play calling was pretty suspect all game I thought yeah, I uh, I don't know, I was surprised that they didn't, you know, part of me is wondering why you didn't go four on fourth, knowing who, you know, Patrick Mahomes is,
1: because I just don't think they had the confidence.
0: <laughs> yeah, because cause if you went through four on fourth and you scored, right? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. Yeah, but if you didn't. Turnover on downs. They're at like the two-yard line. Yeah. So, better than a punt because they're going to get at the 25. (laughs) And I almost rather have seen it play out that way Hmm. to force him to drive. I mean, I guess they could have gotten close to, I don't know, I think your chances of an interception, you know, you have more opportunities to intercept it or sack him. Or, or he's got to go drive at least close enough to get into field goal range. And then you have the pressure of that field goal in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I almost would have gone for it on 4th Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Just use every opportunity you have. That makes yeah.
1: sense. Yeah. Like I said, I, I was not real uh, on board with the play calling that San Francisco had all game. It, You know – um, how many times did McCaffrey run it? He should have run it three times more than that. They oh. did not utilize him like they did in the first half. I, I know it was well I, 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 that le- that baffles me.:
2: Yeah, that's wild because everything that I was seeing, they pretty much dominated the first half.
1: Yeah, yeah, with running, with him running. Hmm. I mean, he's fast, he's strong.
2: To me, that's a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I got kind of, I don't know if it's nerves or what, but it seems like they went off script if if they had planned on running him more.
2: Yeah. Huh. Well, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah.
0: But halftime performance. Yeah.
2: Wasn't,
1: wasn't bad. All you youngsters like that. All you 30-somethings. Yeah. Well, I'd rather see
0: that than... Ninety-year-old Mick Jagger,
2: <laughs> shirt sleeve.
1: Golly. Oh man!
2: We were talking about. It still and-
0: is burned in my retinas to this day.
1: Jumping yeah. Jack Flash doesn't relate to you. No.
0: <laughs> or Dolly Parton leaning up against the
1: the prop to hold her up while she sings. That's dangerous. Yeah. Well, we had to get Creed this year with the Rangers. I know. Yeah. Good old 90s goodness there. Oh, yeah. But
0: we do have baseball coming up. That'll be eventful. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see how the Rangers do this season. Yeah. A yeah. repeat would be nice. Oh, yeah.
2: You know, even if they don't have a repeat, if they just still have a good season instead of turning around and just doing, you know, like a four years ago cut season, mm-hmm. that'd be good.
0: hmm Yeah. And we got F1 coming up.
2: Yeah, that's always positive.
0: Yep. A lot yep. of controversy right now. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that plays out. It's gonna be interesting.
2: Man, on that note, did either of y'all see any of the videos of uh of Hamilton on a uh race bike Mm-mm. on a motorcycle? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I forget which team it was. There was a team that said, Well, yeah, how about you come out and try the motorcycle? And he went out there and set some really hot laps. Wow i was surprised um i mean you know the f1 drivers are are incredible athletes that can take all those g-forces and mm-hmm. still you know maintain concentration and stuff but a motorcycles there there are just a few differences in the car on how you uh how you take turns and how you do things and mm-hmm. the fact that he was able to go out and set some competitive lap times yeah uh for the racing world was impressive just right off the bat it's
1: a little different being surrounded by a protective cage and then being not yeah (laughs) yeah leathers yeah right (laughs) yeah the little helmet but Mm -hmm. yeah we've got our indy car races coming up we've got our first one that we'll get to travel to in saint petersburg florida next month nice that'd be cool yeah
2: hopefully the weather holds out nicely for y'all
1: yeah really really but uh but yeah that'll be good Nice. All right. Real estate. How are we looking? Well, things have cooled off of just a little bit in the last week. We were here together seven days ago. And in that amount of time, the number of new listings went from 2,950 down to 2,850. That's a 4% drop. Okay. Uh, The number of price decreases went down a little bit from 2,550 to about 2,350. So that's about an 8% drop. And the number of closed and pendings went down from 4,200 to about 3,780. It's about a 9% drop. Interesting. So just a little nominal drop. Um, I wouldn't read anything into that. You know, I don't think any economic numbers are driving that.
2: We're doomed. Yeah. Um, it's about to go down,
1: you know, inventory may still be driving. Some of those numbers may have a big part, but I wouldn't worry too much. I, I think, uh, i think we're fine i don't see any kind of cataclysmic future on the horizon at all Mm -hmm. i
2: mean those those are still pretty good numbers they are um a week ago they were really hot for this time of year that's right um and so these are i mean those are those are not huge drops i think that's just the normal yeah flux from week to week really
1: just like i get like i said nominal up and down i mean i can look at the numbers on, on my sheet here and you know, for the last year, it, we've been mostly over 2,500 for, you know, new listings. Yeah. Uh, I only see one week where we were, I mean, we were right at 2,000 in early December, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I mean, we're right in the middle. Yeah. Very good. All right, Bobby?
2: They're up again, 7.14. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. That was affecting, uh, Affecting one of my deals by a couple of rates going up a couple of a couple of points, and that uh, caused them to bow out of the house that they were looking at. Yeah,
2: Seven point one okay. four. Seven point one four. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's the highest they've been all year. I, I think so. That's crazy. I'm pulling the cheap card on that since we're still early in the year, <laughs> right? Twenty twenty four. Yeah, all year, man. What a <laughs> the yearly high.
1: No, definitely. But uh, e- even the last 12 months, I'm, yeah. I don't remember them going to seven and a quarter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. If they did, it was very briefly. Mm. I'd have to look through my notes. Because mm-hmm.
0: um, last year, the high was what, in the eights? Or is it high sevens?
2: I think it was high sevens. I think it was sevens. high sevens, yeah. Yeah. I'll scroll through and look, yeah. um, and I can make a kind of a comparison for next time. Okay. But they
0: were, they're definitely higher than they were
1: now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're trending up. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, which we were all hoping that they would trend down, and a lot of reports were saying that they would trend down. But yeah, how it goes.
1: So let's remind everybody what they can do with their home home searches now is look at a cheaper house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you can just refi. It's yeah. always an option. Yeah. yeah, get in at this rate and then refi when you get down to eighty um, percent loan to value or twenty mm-hmm. percent equity. Uh, again. Check with your lender, see if there are any programs out there that you can you can apply for and, and get some sort of incentives that way. You yeah. can always buy the rate down. You know, that's where you pay a little bit of money and instead of seven point one four percent, maybe you get five point one four percent for a year and then six point one four percent and then then you get to the seven point one four percent and hopefully you can refi. Yeah. Shortly thereafter. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Well, it's not like the uh, the prices of homes are going down. You know, if you even if you buy something right now, and then uh, you know, and you don't put twenty percent down, the odds of you being able to just have your home reappraised by the end of the year to take off the PMI Uh um, is going to be pretty high. Uh I mean, we're I guess I guess we're two years into it, and we can we can our our, our value's gone up enough that we're you know we we sh- we should be having a conversation with them. That's
0: amazing. People. That's great. So, and the good thing is you hear these numbers about people selling and buying these closed deals. So there's still transactions happening. Absolutely, right yeah. there's there's a l- there's a large group of people that are still making deals happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the rates are no different to anybody else. No, yeah. And the majority of them are not cash. So you can take that that thought out of your, you know, that's right. decision.
1: Yeah. That that bucket's dried up. Mhm. Oh, yeah. So it's being creative.
0: And like you said, maybe adjusting your parameters of your purchase price or buying it down or refine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's still a lot of deals out there. If you if you are in the sideline waiting, you know, looking at that crystal ball waiting for that two to three percent rate <laughs> you know call us in 10 years <laughs> yeah because who who knows i mean w- when those rates dropped that low those weren't just low rates those were Historic. historical yeah. You know? yeah yeah big time just very, stuff that people low. have never seen in decades
1: i never would have guessed it yeah
2: it's it is insane that they were that low
1: yeah i mean when i, I got i think we got four percent on our note Back in 2012. And I thought, well, that's got to be the bottom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no. We got used to it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Got used to the twos and the threes. So speaking of rates
0: and market, uh, we are in an election year. And for those that have not experienced buying a home that might be in the market this year, and propose some questions. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first question is, do you think an election year impacts the
1: market as a whole? I think you would have to, yes. I it, think it affects different areas probably more. It affects different economic um, standings, you know, like does it affect the ultra rich I don't probably not i don't know does it affect the really poor people huh? i don't know I don't know if elections have as much of an effect as other economic things that are going on mm-hmm. that's, that's a good question i don't yeah. know. I just don't know I'm, I'm going to bow out and say i don't know
0: <laughs> so are, let me dive a little deeper on it okay yeah. give you a little bit more specifics because that's a vague question does the president existing or new does just that notion impact our market right old president and new president now just the president in itself
2: based on some articles that I read earlier this morning uh, just reading you know real estate trending news it seems like it has in the past whether it be for good, be good reasons or bad um, whether it's even related to the president's doings or not, it seems like it just, it has in in the past. Yeah. So
0: wouldn't you say the media and the stories that they talk about, no matter what side you're on, but just the media as a whole, I would say that's more influential to our market than the fact that we just have a presidential election. Yeah, good point. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, if you agree with that statement, and we look at the stories the media uh, discusses or uh, investigates, are those stories uh, primarily fear-based, or are they factual?
2: <laughs> I know. we get to the most watchers, right? I'm getting to a point here. I just <laughs> yeah. want
0: your your creative juices to start thinking
2: (laughs) i think they're i I think they're mostly fear based on a lot of a lot of things yeah Uh, because that's what gets views that's what gets uh, uh just attention in general and uh and ever since we made it to where we can write opinion pieces sounding like facts uh in our news articles uh that has driven a lot of things I agree.
0: Yeah. So when we are in an election year and we're hearing stories from media outlets and, or, or we're reading articles, I think it's everyone's responsibility to, if you're going to take an article and believe it or consider it, it's your responsibility to investigate it.
2: Fact check it,
0: correct, okay. and see if in fact those are true statements, or if it's hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Could happen, maybe, might. Oh yes. And I've been watching a lot of the, uh, the the media side of the business in certain news outlets, mm-hmm. seeing different viewpoints on the economy, and. They always say these articles, but they attach them to presidencies
2: hmm. yeah
0: and my argument is, well, if our economy is still impacted this by this year over year over year, the presidential election only happens once every four years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how can you say that? oh, because we're in an election season, therefore this financial sector is going to be impacted. And I've done some research on certain statements that media outlets have have stated, and historically those financial sectors have been impacted annually, regardless of the election year, negative or positive. Uh Uh
2: Well, and and to that point, uh, there's a lot of media outlets that have blamed Obama for the whole 2008 housing fallout uh the market uh, the market issues for 2008 it's like well they had a few years to get to that point it yeah. might you know yeah
1: and that wasn't really presidential yeah in my opinion that was done by the big banks yeah big financial absolutely. centers
2: and it's uh, to to your point it, it it is kind of imperative imperative that everyone research and, and and research both sides of the thing so you can at least kind of see a, okay, well, here's, here's this side of this, here's this side of this. Let's meet in the middle and see what's really going on.
1: Now, Brandon, back when, as a kid of the 70s, I can comment and say that I can remember politics was not as complicated as it is now. You know, there wasn't a lot of, do you believe this, do you believe that? You know, if Walter Cronkite said it, it was true. Mm-hmm. And the general feel was, if a Democrat got to be president, your taxes were going up. If a Republican got in in uh, office, your taxes would go down. And that's all adults cared about mm-hmm. was their taxes. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of social stuff. It's all taxes. Now it's a lot more complicated now, but mm-hmm. people would say, "Oh, if my taxes are going up, a better," you know better buy my asset now while I can, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. your house before a Democrat gets in and has my taxes go up. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, that's what drove decisions back then. It's much more complicated now. So it's yeah. it's a shame, but you do have to fact check all your stories that you hear and read. Absolutely. I think
0: some of the <clears throat> political decisions have started or have been, for that matter, bleeding over into the free enterprise opportunities mm. in the nation. And I'll give you an example. If I have an automobile, right? I'm a manufacturer of an automobile. I have regulations as far as like a gas guzzler tax goes, uh-huh. right? Right. Uh, requirements for uh, safety standards. Yep, But that's pretty much the gist of my regulated responsibilities. The prices is set by the manufacturer, which isn't a government entity, but it's just a business. And then me as a dealership can decide, you know, what I want to sell a car for, right? Yeah, I, n- I know there's a lot more uh, micro impacts in there, mm-hmm. but just generally speaking, that's kind of, the flow of that business, and I say that because you look at this potential request or mandate uh, that's being pushed uh, on the state of California to have all EV cars by date X. Yeah, and that is where I see the political side of things crossing that boundary of free enterprise, mm-hmm. I'm saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is." This is our business
2: it shouldn't be political this this
0: like this is what we do for a living uh it's there's a lot of additional sister companies that would be impacted like gas stations right and a uh an entity a government entity coming in and trying to force a state or regulate it to be forced to have a certain amount of cars. That's where I think. Okay, if 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 that does get passed and pushed through, that has opened up Pandora's box uh-huh. for all types of opportunities for a government to come in and force a regulatory standard on products. It's no different than I, I mean, I could apply it to real estate, right? Who's to say that? The government at some point doesn't come in and says everyone from now on by this year will, should, will be mandated to have solar panels. You no longer can use natural gas or electricity mm-hmm. from the grid.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a scary thought, but it well, yeah. could happen.
2: Right? Well, there was a big push against gas stoves and, and gas heating for a little bit. There.
1: <laughs> That's right. I remember that for a minute. <laughs> but you see, you see the,
0: the sure. political powers coming into the free enterprise market Sure. Yeah. And forcing a regulatory standard. hmm Yeah. And I'm not pushing back because it's an EV vehicle or, you know, uh, a gas vehicle. I'm pushing back because there is no regulation to that government entity. It's—you yeah. could do that for every sector in the United States, any sort of product. hmm If you allow that to happen— where do you where do you stop with that?
2: Yeah, it's just it's you know making it one way or nothing. It another issue with that is it drives out the competition. You know, hey, hey, we're no longer trying to see. Hey, is there a better system than this? You uh-huh. know, in a lot of places, uh, folks have said actually, you know, full EV. Like I'm just using this as an example. Full EV isn't the way to go. You doing a hybrid. Because, you know, the mm-hmm. amount of resources that it takes to make a hybrid battery is 1 50th or 1 100th of the resources it takes to make a big EV battery. And, you know, there's just it, – it it's not as huge of a pull on the grid. Like, you know, with California's uh, EV mandate, their electrical systems aren't going to be able to handle that. Their grids right. just – in by 2035, I, I'm sorry, in 10 years they can't make – that big of a difference on their grid system right. to withstand that much more power. It's going to be a do I power my car or do I power my house tonight? I can't do both.
1: And remind me what problem we're trying to solve with going EV. Uh, so you're going to laugh at this. Uh, so the problem
0: or the, the argument uh, in the camp of trying to convert everything to EV is Um, going green, ozone issues, reducing, um, uh, you know, emissions into the air um, and helping mother nature in in, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of their, their argument. Now, the interesting thing is they had a specialist who does nothing but focuses in that industry and they had asked him you know just factual questions not his opinion just hey give me the data mm-hmm. and in simple terms they asked if by this year if if in fact every vehicle went EV and we had a power grid to sustain that amount of draw on consumption how much Based off your calculations, how much better would that make the state of California? The air in California. As a whole. And he said it's less than one-tenth of a percent.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So you look at the overhaul that they'd be pushing for, and the amount of businesses that would either have to convert, like gas stations to electrical charging, or... Potentially go out of business. I guarantee you there will be businesses that will not survive. Oh, oh, sure. Without a doubt. But you look at the risk versus the reward for less than 1% impact. I'm not an economist. But common sense would tell me it ain't worth it. There's not enough meat on the bone. Mm. No,
2: not at all. And I, I, I watched a little bit of that too. And that wasn't even taking in consideration the amount of uh, pollution and stuff like that that it, it takes to make the EVs, you know, just the, the batteries themselves, all the stuff that it takes to, to mine that lithium and then to to, to make all the generators for that stuff. Um, I was reading an article yesterday and I can't, man, I, I wish I'd, I wish I'd say that I almost, uh, saved it to, b- to bring it up with y'all. Um, but they, uh, this one town in California made this really huge, uh, like EV charging, uh, uh, spot mm-hmm. and had a big old coal generator there. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Wow. Uh, you guys went with coal for that one. Wow. You didn't even use diesel. That's okay. That's a way to do it.
1: Wow. Um, so how can we go green when these batteries can't be recycled? Well, that's okay. So there's a lot of arguments, right? <laughs> if if you look at the, if you
0: look at the lifespan of products, right? No, forget cars, but just plastic as a whole, right? You know, you, you consume in some form of capacity plastic, right? throw it away or you recycle it. It gets reused and it makes another product or the same product. And then someone buys it again, right? That's the whole, that's the whole lifespan of recycling. Yeah. And yes, uh, the U S has continued to try and fine tune that process, make it more economical, uh, and, uh, safe to the environment, but they're not getting rid of plastic they're still using plastic
1: petroleum based
0: plastic okay. they're still using plastic right yeah. so if we're going to get rid of car engines well car engines get recycled products get reused right cool. metal they melt it back down they yeah. re, they refab if we look at a battery on like Bobby was saying on a on a car an electric car the process it takes to recycle or destroy a battery or decompose it, whatever the right word is, is atrocious to the environment.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so you can't ignore that. Say, oh, well, you know, we're just making all these vehicles. Okay, great. But then when these vehicles have to get recycled, yeah, when that product gets recycled, what is the impact on... Um, our environment compared to recycling a gas-powered vehicle
2: i'll tell you what they're doing in europe right now huh they're just putting them in parking lots and letting them sit whenever an ev gets out of commission they just send to a parking lot and say well we don't want to bury you because all (laughs) your stuff's going to leak into the environment so we're just going to sit you here and hope that you decompose more slowly
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so point being is You've got to look at the lifespan of products and you've got to look at the full picture on any sort of new technology before you consider it safe to the environment or try to make the argument that it's better than the existing product. Yeah. And um, I feel like that, that viewpoint's been left out a lot.
2: If it's a government mandate, then there's no discussion on it, and there should always be a good discussion. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's my point, right? right? And and so they're so focused on the finite of get rid of emission cars, get an electric vehicle. Yeah. Like, that's the only argument. They're not stepping back and looking at everything as a whole. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it really hurts their case. And I know why they don't yeah. do it, but all that to be said when I asked about the election and the presidency and all that stuff, I think that's where it can impact our market a little bit where yeah. government
2: gets involved.
0: Yeah. Regulations try to come into the consumer side of free enterprise and potentially force a certain type of product mm-hmm. or mandate it. And that to me is what's scary yeah. about all different sectors of consumers and products yep. right we're, we're a nation on you can start your own business yes you've got regulations but you can't make also a business obsolete either yeah because in the free enterprise notion is not necessarily a free enterprise statement it's free enterprise contingent upon the government approving Based off their requirements, what products are allowed in the state, even if they
1: are legal? Yeah, you know we all took economics, and if not in high school, at least in college. And the big driver, the big one of the big subjects they taught us in economics was supply and demand, mm-hmm. and how do you affect supply and demand? Cost, yep. usually. Now, if you have a harmful product. Yeah, you can come in and limit the number of things. You know, government regulation may have to step in, but boy, that is the should be the rarest of rare times. Yeah. yeah. That a government should ever intervene. It should be numbers. I mean, if there are too many cars in Los Angeles and it's causing all that smog, cut the numbers back. Yeah. Yeah. Don't or don't do this big broad swath for the whole nation. Because mm-hmm. the whole world's not gonna do it. Oh
0: yeah. No, and then you you look at the taxpayer dollars involved to fight it on both sides, Mm -hmm. and it's just – it's a drain on time, energy, when it can be better spent focusing on other things.
2: Oh, a thousand percent. And, you know, again, not to harp on the the EV situation, but if it – if that situation hadn't been hadn't become such a political deal, I think a lot more people would be on board with it. I mean, look at the look at the just the raw performance of an electric vehicle. Like I'm I'm a car guy through and through. Do I miss the screaming engine? You know the the the, the beautiful glorious sounds of a gas powered engine uh, whenever I'm in an EV kind of car. But yeah, sure. But. Man, the way that it sets you back and just keeps powering is impressive. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a a lot of arguments to be made for that kind of thing. For people just commuting around town and not doing long road trips, yeah, sure. Man, I can see how that would save you so much money each month. Mm -hmm. Um, My mother included. They've got a plug-in hybrid. And she has now done 2,200 miles in that thing and has put 18 gallons of gas in it. (laughs) Wow. Over 2,200 miles. Because she's been able to just tool around town in in electric mode, and they've added maybe ten bucks a month to the electric bill now tell me that's not some savings right there that's it is you know that's a you think about the amount of gas money that you're saving out right there that's a car payment mm-hmm. per month
0: yeah that's but you as a consumer still have that choice a choice that's yes. that's the whole yeah yeah it's it's your choice to decide if you want to go that route or that route
2: absolutely, and it just that's the way it ought to be. I, yeah. think, I think the politics getting involved
0: on that is. I think there is a place ethical. for it, like pharmaceuticals. Yeah. I think, you know, there should be regulations in that without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there should be more regulations uh, personally in that. Mm-hmm. But there is a place for it. Yeah. And.
2: I think, and I think that place is more safety than. uh than a lot of the things right. that he's dipped his toes into lately. Right,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, Har- that's what I'm saying, harmful things. hmm The government should step in on harmful things.
2: But I th- also think that the government officials should be, should have all personal investment interests removed from that.
1: Yeah, it's politics. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I got to get my pockets filled. Exactly. Come on now. Exactly.
2: Yeah, if I wanted to become just filthy rich, I would change professions to be a politician. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. We're all, we're all realtors we're pretty savvy with talking to people so in theory we'd all be pretty good at that maybe <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know <laughs> we just we have morals we'll vote for you Bobby <laughs> yeah. we'll vote for you
0: <laughs> well good guys well that does it for us and I look forward to seeing everyone next week cool yes, sir I hope you enjoyed the discussion today Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.